The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Discover a new relationship and approach to life through the space between. Join spiritual teacher Brittany Mondito for a moment of silence, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute's beautiful campus in Rhinebeck, New York. Everything we're searching for lies behind what we're running from, Brittany says. Reconnect with your inner sense of safety, grounding, and centeredness. Learn more today at eomega.org slash thrive. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. How to eat better, get healthy, and help animals. Welcome to Main Street Vegan with your host, Victoria Moran. I pay attention to publishing. I've written 13 books myself, and I read the New York Times book review section every Sunday like a religious observance. And it is with this background that I have formed the opinion that the book we'll discuss in this hour is the most important title of the spring 2021 publishing cycle. It's Brother Vegan, Black Men Speak on Food, Identity, Health, and Society. Hi, everybody. I'm Victoria Moran, your host for the Main Street Vegan program. And if we're not yet acquainted, please do visit me at MainStreetVegan.net, where you can find out everything that goes on in the world of Main Street Vegan. You're also warmly invited to join the Main Street Vegan podcast listeners group on Facebook, where we do book giveaways and all kinds of special stuff that you'll want to be in on. And speaking of special, you will be hearing today from three very important men in the vegan movement. And as black men, black people, they're also part of the fastest growing vegan demographic in America. So I want first to introduce the editor of Brother Vegan, and that is Omawale Adewale. And he is the father of three, an organizer, the um, author of An Introduction to Veganism and Agricultural Globalism, and as we said, editor of Brother Vegan. He's also the founder of Black Veg Fest, which is festivals all over the country. And oh my goodness, do we want our festivals back after COVID? And he is the co-founder of Grassroots Artist Movement Game. And joining Omawale in this first half hour is Dr. Kevin Jenkins, and he is a bodyguard and a clergyman and a certified vegan lifestyle coach and educator and one of the wonderful men who has contributed to this anthology. So welcome, um, both of you. It's such an honor. So Omawale, I'll start with you. Where did this come from? Tell us about the idea and the evolution. 
Wow. Uh, so <laughs> I, I want to definitely uh, be very clear that uh, there was a book that came out 11 years ago, uh, 2010, uh, by Dr. A. Breeze Harper called Sister Vegan. And so that's where uh, Brother Vegan has its, its, its history uh, and is a compliment to uh, Sister Vegan as we try to educate uh, within the Black community about veganism. And obviously these concepts are very, um, they're, they're, they can transition, they're transferable uh, everywhere. Uh, but some of them are so key and so specific to our community uh, that they're, they're, they're just, they're guided by so much, so much love and just understanding that, you know, we, we want to feel comfortable in the vegan movement. Um, we've, 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 um, united many of us have been within the, the vegan community for so long and we've just united around this concept and this idea. But when people come into veganism, they first come in, you know, ignorant. I come into the, you know, the vegan movement, wishing that I've <laughs> been vegan, you know, um, all those 20 years that I was vegetarian, but I had no one to support me. No one came and, and, and said to me, said to this, you know, 15 year old, hey, let me help you on how to be vegetarian and transition into, you know, veganism, you know, um, and, but today, I am making sure that I am helping, you know, folks. So as soon as I had the opportunity, you know, for Brother Vegan, um, once Lantern Publishing and Media and, uh, you know, Dr. A. Breeze Harper, you know, tapped me to be, you know, the editor, you know, I, I was definitely elated. And, uh, I, I, you know, I felt like, you know, um, some of my concepts should definitely get out there and, you know, and, you know, and they agreed with them. And so, I, you know, I feel uh, I'm in great company with the other men that are on this uh, on this project. Oh, it's a wonderful list. And let's just uh, talk with one of them now. Hey, Dr. Jenkins. Yes, Victor, how are you? How you doing? How you doing, Omawale? I'm doing wonderful, excellent. Hey, Kevin. So how did you get involved in this project? Well, you know, Omawale uh, actually tapped me, he, he, he sent a, a call out to uh, all black vegan men that would be interested in making a contribution to the book. And I met Omawale uh, about the time when I first turned vegan. I, I was a, like Omawale, I was a long time vegetarian and really didn't know anything about the, the concept of the lifestyle of veganism. And uh, in 2015, uh, I made the transition to be a vegan. And uh, we were at some event, and I cannot remember where it was. It was some uh, vegan restaurant, and uh, he was selling his book on, uh, I think it was Animals. And uh, what was the name of your first book, Omawale, that you had? An Introduction uh, to Veganism and Agricultural Globalism. That might have been V-Spot. I might do my signing. That it might have been. That's right. That's right. V-Spot in Manhattan. Yes. And <laughs> Excellent I vegan cuisine. I have to find it. Yeah, I, I, have to, I have the picture where we took. So I met him there. And we struck up a, a, a nice friendship and, uh, you know, we kept in contact. And so he made the call. He made the call out on, on social media for men to uh, submit, uh, you know, the, the papers uh, to this w wonderful book. And I'm just privileged and honored to have been selected uh, as one of the men. Uh, my chapter is the last one. And in baseball terms, I, I, I use the term that I'm batting cleanup. So my uh, <laughs> chapter is the last chapter. Uh, in the yep. book. 
Well, I want to ask you a little bit about what is in this last chapter. You've got a, a series of of terms, uh, and and I'm just going to run through them and and let you talk about the ones that just strike a chord with you today. You've got protein, passion, protection, protest, and power. <laughs> yes. Tell us about some of those. Yes. Okay. Well, you know the first one, uh, protein. You know, when we ask black men and, and men uh, to go vegan, to go plant-based, uh, especially those guys who are athletic, and we have one on the other end, uh, Omar Wale and, and myself, they feel that you, you're going to lose muscle mass uh, when you stop eating animal protein. But uh, contrary to popular belief, you can maintain your muscle mass. In fact, the, the largest animals on the planet, like a gorilla, uh, for example, uh, they are vegan. They are plant-based, and they don't lose their muscle mass. So, you know, we have to uh, demystify that concept that you're going to lose your muscle mass when you're just eating plants and you get rid of animals. And then, of course, uh, the, the passion is something that's very, very important to every man. Uh, when you eat plants, uh, you can avoid uh, erectile dysfunction. Uh, erectile dysfunction is really the uh, canary in the coal mine, as they say, that is a, a result of uh, blockage in, in your heart. And so when you're eating plants, you avoid uh, the, the cholesterol and the blockage that accompanies uh, eating uh, animals. And so uh, you have men today younger than Omawale and myself who have these problems uh, starting in their late 30s and 40s. And if they start eating plants, that could clear that blockage up and you can have the blood flow uh, so you won't uh, experience ED. Uh, when we deal with protection, you know, men are natural protections. And so uh, veganism is more than just a diet. It's also a lifestyle. So when you begin to eat plants, you are, of course, protecting the animals from being slaughtered. And uh, one thing that people don't realize and they may not think about but when you're eating animals, you're eating animal body parts. That's what you're doing that have been horrifically slaughtered. And so you protect the animals that way. And then you're protecting the environment that suffers uh, because of uh, our reliance on animal uh, protein. And then you also, of course, you're protesting to that, that same uh, situation. You're protesting food injustice just on your plate and, 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 and the slaughter of animals. And then, of course, power. Uh, is, is, is dealing with the energy level. I'm a guy that, you know, God willing, this July be 66 years old, but my energy level is like for a 35, 40-year-old guy because I've been eating plants. Uh, this morning for my exercise, I did 100, 100 burpees. And anybody's in <laughs> CrossFit knows that a burpee is, is an exercise from hell, as they say. You know what I mean? But, uh, you know, I'm able to do these things because of not only my mindset, but also I contribute that to the energy level that has been increased because I, I've, I've been on plant-based. And by the way, I started becoming vegetarian when I was like 1974, when I was like 19 years old. So uh, I, I can't even uh, give thanks enough for the transition that I've made uh, to, to, to go vegan and, uh, and the wonderful blessings that uh, physically, mentally, and spiritually that I've received uh, as a result of that. Well, it's so interesting that just in this one essay by Kevin Jenkins, Why Black Men Should Go Vegan, 
we're talking about health and relationships and politics and, and life and what it really is to, to be a man. So Omawale, as the editor, how did you encompass all this, you know, in all these, these essays and make it this coherent whole? Well, there's definitely a lot of a lot of assistance uh, with Lantern Publishing, um, but the first thing I wanted to be be clear um, when I was, uh, you know, communicating with Lantern was that it would be an unapologetically black piece, right? Uh, they all wouldn't sound sound like Kevin. Uh, they all wouldn't sound like Omawale. Um, everybody would really come from uh, specific, you know, points of view. Uh, backgrounds that had uh, tremendous um, strength and power. And so that's why we also had, you know, we had trans men on there. We also had, uh, there's also gay men uh, within within the book uh, because we have to have a spectrum. You have to have, um, and when I think of protests, when, uh, you know, Kevin has uh, an an excellent piece, you know, but when I think of protests, I also think of, you know, 2020, where a lot of of the work was actually um, written in and, you know, the black community was going through so much. And and it just is a testament to how much you can actually do uh, and, and how much change can be made because we're right now currently advancing, you know, um, it, I, I mean, I'm just, you know, it, 12, 12 and a half billion, you know, animals have still have died first off uh, in, in, in 2021. But we are, we are minimizing that number, uh, you know, uh, rapidly. And so I want to be clear that, when you are protesting and we're already uh, dealing with so much issues, like even if we talk about civil rights, we talk about 2020, so much happening with the black community and in regards to, um, you know, George Floyd being murdered, Breonna Taylor. Um, we've also at the same time, you know, try to shoulder um, animals. Um, and it, it doesn't mean because we were going through something that we had to. I want to be clear about that. It doesn't mean that we had to because you can't really apply that to any community. We can't apply that to the white community, you know, at, at, as well. We can't say that, um, can't look at, you know, uh, anyone's oppression and say that, okay, you should be able to um, be prepared for, you know, to support others that are uh, oppressed. However, we still come out uh, and, and do that. And that's because when you have, a, you know, when you have this, um, when you're looking to change systems, you change systems for, for more than just you. You change systems for other people and you change systems, you know, for animals. And so we wanted to have this whole, you know, spectrum and really speak to it. So I, so it's not just a, you know, cisgendered heterosexual piece. So we wanted to make sure that we were really covering bases, that we were really um, taking stands where we, where, where we felt was, was necessary. And I wanted to make sure we had a great group of, you know, folks, you know, not everybody was going to make this piece. Um, and we had to have really uh, clear and coherent, you know, um, pieces. And we think about um, Ralik Bourne, uh, 13 year old, you know, who who got his family to go vegan and is a boxing champion, a young boxing champion. Um, that's just incredible. Of course, I would want to, you know, have him in the book. He can speak to peers much better than I can. Um, and so he needed to be in there. That's why we have that. That's why Kez Ezekiel 
um, a trans man who uh, who's in the book is speaking, you know, on, on, on these concepts, because this is going to this should raise the level of people. Now, everybody's not going to be on the same uh, on, on the same page. That's fine. Um, you have to, at the same time, people are not on the same page about not consuming animals, not exploiting animals. Uh, it's it, it might take time, uh, but I think this book is in 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 the, in the right place, and we put people in the right place. And uh, it, it, I, I wanted to just make sure that um, people were being heard. Uh, but in terms of you know organizing, uh, it, a lot of people, uh, some really. Um, uh, Stephanie Arujo, uh, also the, she's the interviewer, you know, of, of of many of the folks, you know, in in the book. She was a critical, uh, you know, piece in there as, as well. Of course, um, Dr. Avery's, you know, Harper, uh, you know, uh, the publisher uh, Martin, you know, uh, you know, excellent, uh, you know, copy editor uh, Emily, and I mean, so a, a lot of people really, you know, helped with this piece. Also. Um, Brian uh, Normoyle and, and and Rebecca and Rebecca who uh, actually was doing uh, Hudson Valley Veg Fest, you know she also helped with you know with the pieces you know as well. So we have some great contributors you know on, on the piece and um and the only thing that I wanted to maintain well, thing one of the <laughs> most important thing I wanted to maintain was that it spoke from the um from a black perspective. Uh, they're not all the same, especially how we intersect the vegan movement, because we're also dealing with, you know, ourselves when we do, um, when we're educated, we, 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 we also, um, clear that there's other issues within our community. And so we really try to, uh, bring those pieces, you know, together, um, and, and, and almost have them interlocked. So we can talk about housing. We could talk about healthcare. And we talk about healthcare. We also going to talk about, well, the first, I mean, the first step is, well, Let's not eat animals. You know, that's the first step. And we can bring people in there. So we bring people in there with with with, with love and compassion, the same way we want people to um, share that compassion, you know, to animals. Very cool. And this was one of those shows where I wish I could have had 30 guests in, instead of three. And some of the other contributors have been on the show before. So I'll uh, connect in the show notes at MainStreetVegan.net to past interviews that we've done with uh, Fred Beasley of New York Hip Hop is Green, uh, Tori Washington, the wonderful uh, bodybuilder, um, uh, Brooklyn Borough President uh, Tori Washington, and then also with Dr. Harper, uh, who was on with Sista Vegan a few years ago. So, Kevin, you're out there really in the world. I think some of us kind of live in the vegan bubble. I mean, I'm guilty. <laughs> you know, I, I work with <laughs> vegans. I'm around vegans. But, you know, you're the pastor of a church. You you do this bodyguard work, which is amazing. And, and you're involved in the fitness community. So do you get pushback? Do you get pushback from other black men, from just other human people about being vegan? Surprisingly not. Because what happens is, especially if I'm going to a gym and I'm working out with some guys or whatever, or I'm on the calisthenics park or whatever, and then we get into conversation sharing about workout techniques. And then sometimes I ask the guys, well, guess how old I am? And the guys will always say, well, I guess you're about 40. You know, sometimes they get me as young as 35 if I don't have any facial hair, right? And then when I tell them how old I am, they're, they're like, really? oh, my God, you what? Matter of fact, a friend of mine that I went to school with, 
uh, I put an exercise video on Facebook. I was doing squats, and he said he showed his girlfriend that was, like, uh, younger than he was, and then he told her how old I was, and she was like, are you kidding me? He looks so good. He's sick. You know, he's doing, doing all that. And my friend told me he had to he had to turn the social media off. She was bragging on me so much, you know what I mean? So I don't get any pushback pushback at all. They're they're amazed. And then the, the and that becomes a point where I can tell them, hey guys, this is what I've been doing uh, for the last forty plus years, you know. And I think it, it's a great lifestyle that you can adopt. And today, and I think Omar Wally said that uh, before too about having the support. You know, when I start off become vegetarian. You know, I, now I, I was born and raised in Buffalo, New York. You know, that's that's near Cleveland, uh, Ohio. And, um, you know, it was kind of difficult because I was eating grilled cheese sandwiches and all that stuff, you know, being a vegetarian. But now it's easier. It's much easier. It's wide open. And uh, you can get the support, of course, because you're going to need that because, you know, part of that eating animals is, is, is uh, cultural brainwashing. You know, but you can get that support. And then I'm, I'm lucky and blessed enough to be in a denomination, Sunday Adventist, who recommends you go vegetarian or vegan based on one of our founders. And statistics has shown that we are one of the longest living uh, people in America uh, because of the plant-based lifestyle. Matter of fact, Don Butner has placed one of our places, uh, Loma Linda, California, as a blue zone, the only blue zone in America where people are living past 100, they don't have any cognitive problems, they're still driving cars, they're still in society, you know, they're being active. And he attributes that to our adherence uh, to a, a plant-based lifestyle. It's not a requirement that you join, but it's because of our culture, uh, since the founding of the denomination, that we say, listen, it is best to go plant-based. And uh, one of our founders, Ellen G. White, she has a book called Councils of Diets and Foods. If you read that, you would say, man, she was ahead of her time with the industry of animals being slaughtered and, and things of, of that era. So uh, no pushback at all, really. Well, that's good to hear. I was in a, a workshop on uh, Yoga Goes Vegan this past Saturday, and we had um, Representative Jeremy Gray from Alabama. Do you guys know him? An amazing young black vegan House of Representatives person down there. He's trying to uh, get this law that outlawed yoga in the Alabama public schools turned around. So he's a real go-getter and a, a terrific guy. And one of the participants said to him that whenever she mentions being vegan, somebody will say to her, well, isn't that racist? Isn't that elitist? Do you ever get that <laughs> argument and how do you answer it? Amwale? Oh, um, okay. I can, <laughs> has it ever, um, uh... I've never heard that it was uh, ever racist uh, to, to to be vegan. Um, I think that uh, and it's and it's not it's not a racist concept. Uh, when when the closest that people come to it, and I really try to you you got really have to handle these con these conversations with compassion because I mean if we're talking about veganism and and I, and I talk about you know and um, we are, I understand the, uh, the difference between veganism and, and you know, and plant-based, uh, but I try to get veganism out there as much as possible, and and because uh, there shouldn't be any, um, 
there shouldn't be any problems with, um, you know, saying that someone's vegan. Uh, it, but of course we, you know, we have to deal with it. So I approach this with, with compassion when I'm, when I'm talking to people, because sometimes, you know, um, many of the animal activists, right, are white and they generally won't come into, uh, into, into black communities. Of course they, they have in the past, right. But they've stopped coming into the community because they don't have the, you know, uh, maybe the tact, they don't have the tact. Like for instance, um, like I'll give an ex- I'll give a great example. Chili's on Wheels basically, you know, will go into um, like homeless communities, right? Doing a great, a- excellent job. You can't. You really just have to provide the food. You can't really go in there and start talking about you got to go vegan, you know, um, because you have to meet people where they are. You don't know where they are because you don't want to lose them. If the whole concept was to bring people in and, and, and help people understand where you're coming from and why veganism uh, is, is, you know, is compassionate and, and, and also why uh, it's doing a number on your body, uh, you have to meet people where, you know, where they are. And so maybe that con- conversation. So when we were doing vegan parties, so I'm, you know, I organized vegan parties from 2014. What I would do is just provide the food. But of course, you know, we spoke some and <laughs> we did 30 minutes, you know, a conversation. So we have, you know, animal activists, you know, would, would come uh, as, as, as well. Uh, people would come in who were transitioning. People were coming who had, uh, there was no hope for them going vegan. Uh, when, they had, when they ate the food, they said, oh, okay. And so you could bring people in through the food. So um, I would never discount that when people go plant-based, they're still bringing down the numbers of animals being slaughtered. And that is so key, you know, uh, you know, to me because it's, you know, it's, it's tangible. It's something that we can actually put down, you know, on paper. It's great data. Uh, it's good information. Uh, it, you know, it tells us, you know, what's working. Same thing, you know, with Black Veg Fest, you know, it tells us it's, it's working. You know, uh, when we do um, when we when we do our, when we do uh, our studies, or when we take um, data and information and do evaluation at you know at the end, you know how good did we do? How many people did we come? When Black Veg Fest is bringing you know seventy percent of the people are identifying as black, that's great for us. You know, um, that says you know quite a bit. You know, so. Um, so hopefully I, you know, <laughs> tried to answer your question and, you know, in, in regards to that. Well, thanks. It's a big question and you did a great job. So we're just about coming up to break. We're going to be bringing on Dr. Milton Mills after the break. Dr. Kevin Jenkins, if you can hang out with us uh, longer, sure. that would be wonderful. If not, thank you so much for your contribution. Everybody else, stay with us. This is going to continue after these messages. You won't want to miss it. Discover a new relationship and approach to life through the space between. Join spiritual teacher Brittany Mondito for a moment of silence, 
a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute's beautiful campus in Rhinebeck, New York. Everything we're searching for lies behind what we're running from, Brittany says. Reconnect with your inner sense of safety, grounding, and centeredness. Learn more today at eomega.org slash thrive. Thanks for joining us. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to Main Street Vegan with your host, Victoria Moran. Hey, everybody. Thank you all for being with us today. I do want to do a quick shout out to our sponsor, the good people of Compliment. That is lovecompliment.com. And this is a wonderful supplement. In fact, several now made by vegans for vegans. Compliment Core is your B12, D3, Omega-3s and vitamin K2 in a liquid form. No messing with any swallowing capsules. And Compliment Plus uh, capsules and Compliment complete also liquid have additional nutrients as well so that when you're eating a really good diet you don't have to sweat the small stuff which turns out to be really big stuff when you're trying to be a healthy person out in an unhealthy world so you can get yourself a discount with a newly shortened discount code of main street Run that together and use capitals and save yourself some money so we are talking about this book that is so important you've just you've you've got to get it i mean seriously please this is important brother vegan black men speak on food identity health and society the editor omawale adawale is with us so are two of the contributors we have been speaking with dr kevin jenkins and we are now reintroducing one of your favorite guests on the main street vegan program dr milton mills he practices urgent care medicine in washington dc he's the previous associate director of preventive medicine of the national advisory Board for Physicians Committee of Responsible Medicine. He has contributed to position papers to the United States Department of Agriculture regarding dietary guidelines for Americans. He is out there doing amazing things and just someone close to my heart, Dr. Milton Mills. Welcome to the conversation. Uh, thank you, Victoria. I, I do have a, a small correction, but it's, it's kind of a big deal. Um, okay. I know my bio uh, somehow uh, says urgent care. It's actually critical care. So um, rather than kind of seeing people with uh, stomach aches and colds, I see people with heart attacks and pneumonia. <laughs> um, and I'm sure you've been but, extra busy during this COVID time. Oh, oh, you just you just don't know, which is why I have absolutely zero patience with people. Uh, saying that this terrible, terrible, and uh, devastating pandemic is a hoax, um, I, that will make me lose my stability uh, faster than calling me the N-word. Well, that's huge. 
And <laughs> I mean, I, I, I can't imagine I, I, what healthcare I, people I wasn't have been through. I that moment of silence, but yeah. <laughs> Shall we go that, that's real serious right there. <laughs> so, so uh, what's your involvement, Dr. Mills? Uh, why did you want to write for this anthology? Um, I guess first, one, because Omawale asked me to, but, uh, and I was just honored um, that he would uh, want to include me in such an important work. Um, and then beyond that, um, I had, I felt that, you know, given my life's experiences, I had some uh, things that I really wanted to say about what it means to be a black man in America and a black vegan man in America and a black vegan man within the African-American community. And so uh, this was the platform to do it, and uh, it was a wonderful opportunity, and so I jumped at the chance. So I'm just going to ask all three of you, and we'll start with you, Dr. Mills, because you just got here, and then we'll ask um, the others. What does it mean to you personally to be a black vegan man in America? What it means is that um, it helps me to both see and throw off the shackles of negative socialization that society tries to impose upon me as an African-American man. Um, Because, you know, food is central to humanity and human beings. It's very interesting to me that, and and I'm going to take a, a quick religious turn here, because I, I am a, a Christian, I believe very deeply in in God, both um, from a theoretical, but also from a practical, practical and exper- experiential uh, uh, sense. Um, and when I look at God's word, I mean, some of the first words He spoke to um, our foreparents was were about food. When you read through the Bible, He uh, institutes a lot of festivals and festivities and sacred events by commemorating them with meals and feasts. And what that says to me is that food speaks to our soul in a very fundamental way. And it's very interesting to me that when you look at the way colonizers uh, uh, have sort of imposed their will on the populations they sought to subjugate, one of the principal ways they did it was by controlling the, their access to food and then the kinds of food that they ate. And uh, America has imposed upon black people and other people of color a very health-destroying and, and uh, destructive uh, animal-centered diet that is profitable for agribusiness, but essentially uh, robs us of our health, our well-being, and our independence. Uh, Because when you're sick and and when you don't feel well, you don't have a lot of time to, uh, or a lot of energy, to combat oppression. And that's why my new mantra is, black lives can't matter until black health matters. Wow. Um, Dr. Kevin Jenkins, being a black vegan man in America, what does that mean for you? 
Well, that's, that's part of my superpower. Uh, just a quick uh, information, Dr. Mills and I belong to the same denomination at, at Seventh-day Adventist. And so, you know, uh, that is a great superpower for both, for both of us. And, you know, for me, it's health is power. I mean, when I think about the stuff I used to do before I came into the church and came into the Lord, I should have been jacked up. I mean, I put all kinds of substances in my body, liquor and all that other stuff, et cetera. But now at, at the age 60, you know, 60 plus, you know, I have such vibrant energy uh, and a great mental state where I am. So, you know, that's part of my superpower to be vegan, along with my spirituality. I'm a man of deep prayer, and uh, I pray a lot, and I've been getting, getting miraculous answers to prayer. And so that's, that's part of that, too. But I can walk the streets with confidence uh, knowing that I have this superpower that, like Superman, <laughs> stuff that happens in this society may uh, doesn't affect me like it may do other folk. It doesn't mean I'm uh, ignorant of it. But, you know, the, the interesting thing about eating animals is that you have these hormones in it. And so this is why you might have part of that is just a lot of depression and all that uh, instability because they put all these uh, pharmaceutical hormones in them. So I'm free of all that. So for me, as a black vegan man with the superpower of health, and my connection with the Most High God, you know, I am virtually fearless about about anything, and uh, it makes me a compassionate person uh, because I know that a lot of folk are going through things, not just animals but humans, and it makes me a compassionate person, ever willing to help uh, where I can as God leads me to do that. Gosh, I'd like to hear you preach. <laughs> <laughs> I think you just did. So, I'll, I'll editor Adewale Adewale, can you answer that question, please? What does this mean to you? Well, um, well, it, Kevin had said, uh, you know, talk about like fearlessness and and you know and and compassion. When you combine the, you know, you know the two, um, they're not strange bedfellows, um, and. And I think that often, you know, we we feel that they that that they are right. Um, it's shocking for a lot of folks, you know, um, because of my background in you know in, in in boxing, kickboxing, and MMA for a while, you know, for for years. And so they would be shocked um, to find out that I'm vegan. Of course, they find out by checking my social media. <laughs> so they would go on my social media. You know, we you know you want to get background on a guy, <laughs> you're gonna fight as much as possible. And, um, but it's easy for me. And it was something that Kevin said earlier um, in, in, in the other segment. Uh, and, and the reason why I also don't have any problems when people don't say, uh, hey, you, are, you, are you getting enough protein? Or I don't, have, the reason why I don't run into that is because while I'm showing that I'm strong, um, it's not, you know, you clearly know it. Uh, if, I mean, my opponents who've been in there with me, they're like, wow, you're, you're, you know, you're vegan, you know, um, and, and it totally is a, it's a learning session for them, you know, automatically, 
and um, and it and it starts to break down so many uh, misconceptions, you know, uh, it, as as well. And I, I I love where I am because it's it's giving people, it's breaking down so much misconception. I think learning is about um, you know bringing light to a situation and um, unbrainwashing you know um, you know folks. It's going through that process, so I. I, I love it that you have to you have to start there off often, um, and it just there's so much inf- there's there's so much information, but people are looking for just the basics a lot of times like protein. They're looking you know they want to know um, health health wise, and and if you can go ahead and do that you know um, you know like 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 Kevin you know uh, meeting somebody in um, in in a gym. Um, or, you know, or if you're in the ring or, or the cage and they see you, or sometimes just because you're just living, <laughs> you're living, you're living life. You're, you, you haven't, you've been vegan all these, <laughs> these years, you know, um, and you're looking great. Your skin is looking, looking great. These are teachable to, to a lot of folks. Um, I love the position of, you know, being black, uh, be, being vegan. And because we've, you know, uh, very uh just what um you know uh, my brothers were saying if you look at what we've eaten and mills was saying this uh if you look at what we've eaten you know during slavery and we've been calling that soul food because we've had to change that up and then of course we've gotten addicted to that and so you know there's films that come out i'm not talking about soul food (laughs) which is more of a uh, theatrical you know um you know film uh feature film I'm t- talking about the documentary uh, Soul Food Junkies um, and such a great piece, you know, to, to capture what we're talking about in terms of um, the trash that we ate and that we try to look at it like maybe, you know, like we talking, of course, you know, chitlins, you know. Um, so you start breaking that down to people. Uh, on 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 how that's actually you know undermining your your your, your system, people they they listen. Uh, my community my community community will will listen, um, and um, I'm overjoyed that my community is is listening uh, listening. Um, I, I you know I do this you know um, for them, you know, um, and and that's the reason why I wanted to be a part of this um, this this very significant uh, project. Uh, with these amazing, you know, brothers on it. Um, it's just like, this is a real and amazing, uh, you know, benefit. I'm hoping that people jump on it. And, you know, if you just open it and just, you know, just you check a few of the essays, you know, you're automatically going to be blown away because it's going to be new information, you know, um, you know, for you. Um, and, 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 and I think this is, this is where, this is where we go. This is where we make, this is where we um, change and, and, and spark this new uh, uh, renaissance among black men. I love that word, renaissance. It just calls up so much possibility. Yes. Yeah, can I quickly build on something that Kevin said? He talked about um, the the uh, added hormones that are given uh, to to the to the animals that are that are raised for uh, human consumption. Um, I, I want to talk about stress hormones because Studies have shown that racism imposes a constant state of stress on people of color, particularly black people, that actually results in poor health by activating disease-causing genes. Well, when 
um, people eat animals that are raised in capos and these crowded warehouses and these very unsanitary, stressful conditions. These animals' bodies are also loaded with mammalian stress hormones. And so when you are a black person and you already are stressed out and then you go and consume an animal that is filled with stress hormones, you are adding to the burden your body has to deal with and further putting yourself in poor health uh, and activating those genes that will shorten your life, create chronic disease, and um, put you in a very bad state. Do you think, Dr. Mills, that this is why I noted in, um, in Kevin's essay that prostate cancer affects black men at a rate 2.4 times more than white men? Um, th- that certainly is, 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 is a part of it. Uh, another big part of it is the fact that um, there, a lot of uh, um, African-American men are still consuming dairy. Dairy products are the number one risk factor for developing prostate cancer. And while that may not be immediately obvious to people, you got to understand that, again, getting back to what Kevin was saying, first of all, dairy cows are fed all sorts of natural and synthetic female hormones, estrogens, and and long-acting estrogen-like compounds to force them to produce extra milk. Well, beef cattle are also given estrogenic growth stimulants that persist in their tissues after they're slaughtered. And so when you're eating the stuff, you're eating the dairy, and you couple that with the fact that casein and other dairy uh, proteins are growth stimulants, you basically have a cancer recipe that you are ingesting in your body. And um, as African-Americans, we hail from West African ancestry where dairy was not part of the diet and therefore our uh, gene pool uh, never adapted to uh, uh, this diet to any extent. And that means we are more susceptible to having these more aggressive anaplastic uh, prostate cancers that kill us twice as fast as it does um, Caucasian men who develop prostate cancer. This just seem like messages that need to be getting out all across this country. There is just, it's so, God, it's so important. You leave me speechless and I'm rarely there. So I want to touch in our last few minutes here on something that you all brought up in your essays in different ways. So Omuwale used the word liberatory, a beautiful adjective. And uh, Kevin talked about uh, veganism as a social justice movement. And, and Dr. Mills, you, oh my gosh, you had a paragraph here that I have highlighted in yellow marker where you said, America only likes and feels comfortable with black men when we are confined in cages. Those cages can be either literal cages, such as a prison cell, or virtual, such as on a football field, baseball diamond, basketball court, boxing ring, or an entertainment stage. So in about two minutes each, if you can, could you please address this liberatory nature of your message and this book? You want to start, Dr. Mills? Uh, okay. You know, um, 
again, um, I, I'm going to go back to my um, uh, Christian roots because uh, Kevin already mentioned the fact that the Seventh-day Adventist Church uh, has as one of its core tenets uh, the belief that human beings should be consuming a plant-based diet. And, in fact, that is one of the things that attracted me to the denomination. I was not raised Seventh-day Adventist, but it became instantaneously clear to me that the God that created human beings would be concerned about what we put in our bodies, and he would tell us what to eat so that we would be healthy and our minds would work the way they were supposed to. And as uh, Omawali said, when you embrace and adopt that diet, the the benefits of of the healthiness of plant based eating are they they are manifold they are physical they are mental and they are spiritual and they literally release you from these uh, sociologic chains that we have been uh, constrained with to think that oh men are supposed to eat you know dead rotting tissue or that we can only act in certain ways. Um, Again, I don't have time to go into it, but being plant-based liberates your soul uh, and and helps you become more compassionate. So it is truly liberating in every every way, and it helps you see your way out of those cages society tries to to put you in. Beautiful. Kevin? Liberatory, social justice. Did we lose Dr. Jenkins? Kevin, are you there? That's... Okay, we'll go with with Wale. Okay, he may come back. Uh, so, when I was thinking about uh, liberation uh, or in, in thinking about liberatory movements, this is a liberatory movement. It's a it's 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 a movement that is focused on liberation. And um, if if we can see, um, we have to first see our, our own liberation, right? Um, and then at the very same time, so people talk about so many different things that are happening. How can you how can we do this? How can I learn this and then do this and and multitask? Um, you can care for people, uh, and and that's really the first. That's really the first step. Uh, you can care for folks. Um, you could understand other people in the in the, in the world um, who are similar to you, who are who are even different from you, uh, and and so when we move and we're talking about this uh, liberation, you know, uh, for for black people, when you talk about it from a vegan perspective, now we're talking about intersectionality, and we're just talking about the overlapping of oppression when we talk about you know uh, intersectionality. And that's, you know, working class, you know, um, not having all the resources, but doing most of the work at the bottom. And we've we've recognized that through COVID, you know, um, who are uh, um, the, the, you know, the, the, the doctors like uh, Milton Mills, the, you know, the nurses, the, uh, the, uh, the medical uh, personnel, and then also um, the many folks who are also, uh, you know, uh, yeah. first responders. And, 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 and those might be the folks who are uh, doing the deliveries. So you have this you have this overlapping, but they also might be people of color, you know, uh, black people within our com- community. So we're understanding these concepts. We're becoming um, 
you know, focus on our liberation, but at the very same time, we're also recognizing as vegans that, you know, animals also have a space in the world, you know, as well. And so we, to, to get free, you know, is really uh, the beginning and, you know, and, and the end in, in terms of, uh, <laughs> you know, my philosophy. You know, I think that, you know, animals should be made uh, uh, should be, should be liberated. Uh, how do we do that? You know, uh, we're, we're starting that process right now. First, for folks have to, you know, read the book. <laughs> well, hallelujah. <laughs> uh, Kevin. Um, yes. Uh, you can hear me now? We can. Yes, sir. Okay, good, good. I have a shirt that says Eden was vegan. So when you talk about social justice, when you talk about liberation, it all goes back to the creator who designated in Genesis 129 that the first humans were to eat a plant-based diet. And so what we're doing, if you have a, you know, a, a crystal-centric view, is that we're going back to where the creator originally wanted us to be, and that is to have a world without slaughtering animals. The death of animals is a result of the fall of humankind, but that then is going to be restored uh, in what is called a new heaven and new earth, where there be no McDonald's, nothing like that, and animals will live besides human beings. So you're starting that process when you go plant-based. And like we said off the uh, air, you know, the Seventh-day Adventist Church has campuses, you know, we know around the world for health and, uh, and education. And I have to give a shout out to my uh, alma mater, Oakwood University. Since 1896, it is the only HBCU that is totally vegetarian and vegan. We don't serve any animals uh, on, on campus whatsoever, even in snack bar. Everything is vegetarian or either vegan. And so it just goes back to that thing about liberation. This is where you belong. This is how the creator has created us uh, to be uh, vegan and to live peacefully with other animals. And amen to that. And Amawale, in our last 30 seconds, what's the most important thing in the world today? Uh, liberation. <laughs> That's the most important thing. Let everybody be free. What a, Can I what... throw out one, one quick part? Real quick. Kevin? I own the domain name EdenWithVegan.com, just so you know. <laughs> okay, well you better you better talk to Amazon about that shirt, you know. <laughs> Bless you guys, all of you. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for this book, and thanks, thanks. to everybody for listening. Uh, go to the show notes at MainStreetVegan.net, and you'll find out all kinds of URLs and places to find our wonderful guests today. And in the meantime, God bless you. Eat your veggies. Amen. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio the voice of an awakening world. Hey, it's Radley Valentine. Join me for a brand new way of connecting with your angels on my new podcast, The Angel Tarot Show. Each week, you'll meet your angelic guides and guardians and find new ways to unlock unconditional love, tune into your intuitive abilities, and create the joy-filled life that, well, 
you've always wanted. Plus, you'll get a useful and timely energetic weather report, bringing you guidance for the coming week. Tap into the healing, hope, and guidance that's all around you on the Angel Tarot Show, exclusively on mindbodyspirit.fm.